Good evening, and welcome to the Frankly Speaking Show. Tonight is our very first show, so welcome. Glad to have you here. I hope that you enjoy tonight's show. Communication on this show is bi-directional, meaning we can talk to each other. I have a Facebook page, a blog, and you can also communicate on Twitter. So please feel free to join in the conversation whenever you can. The intent is not for me to be just the usual talking head, but rather to start a dialogue with you, the viewing audience. You can always comment or send in questions at any time via our Twitter account, at tfranklyss, our blog, thefranklyspeakingshow.com, our YouTube channel, or our Facebook page. Lots of different ways to get in touch with us. If you have any questions each week, you can send in questions or comments. We'll be glad to get those. The purpose of the show is to present just a weekly video log of interesting happenings here and there with the sometimes, oftentimes, irreverent tone and a progressive leaning point of view. This is progressive talk. Additionally, I truly feel that more progressive synthesis of ideas and perspectives is needed on the internet, especially since we are seeing fewer and fewer mainstream voices such as, where did Keith Oberman go? I really love Keith. I'm missing him. What about Ed Schultz? It seems like he's been shuffled around. I don't even know where he is anymore. John Stewart is stepping down. Gonna really miss that guy. Love him to death. And Rachel Maddow, who everybody adores. I adore her. Not all of us live in the United States, but right now to see her entire show, you have to have a certain passkey code from one of the cable networks or Verizon or some, I don't know, satellite company, something like that. I just don't think that's right. Progressive talk should not stop at country borders. It shouldn't be shut down or limited at all. We need more of it with ready access. There is far too much radical right rhetoric on the airwaves to ever hold back now. So here we are, let's get started. There is a theme tonight, a central thread that runs through most of the topics that we plan to cover. And that theme is big money. Big money, I mean really big money. Whether we're talking about the FIFA scandal, the Denny Hastert scandal, the same-sex marriage referendum in Ireland, or the presidential primary race, etc. With 90% of the nation's wealth hoarded away in 1% of the population's wealthiest pockets, something is terribly amiss in this country. And that wealth isn't just sitting in some musty offshore bank account. It's being used to corrupt politics, to limit human dignities, to push religious agendas such as the Religious Freedom Rights Act onto secular peoples that don't want anything to do with it, to control banks and corporations and hush people up. Where have we gone wrong in this country? And how do we fix it? Can we fix it? Where do we even start and when? There's so many different things to address. First up on tonight's show is the big story at the end of May out of Ireland, same-sex marriages, now legal in Ireland. That's a really good thing, right? Well, not everybody agrees. Adults there that love each other are now legally free to marry. 
Apparently, a lot of people don't like that. The former governor of Arkansas and Republican presidential candidate Mike Huckabee recently elaborated on the campaign trail about same-sex marriage. And this is what he said. It threatens the foundation of religious liberty by criminalizing Christianity and demanding that we abandon biblical principles of natural marriage. Really, I thought marriage was just about people who loved each other and wanted to be together. Pope Francis, who we thought, you know, was pretty much a liberal pope, recently stated, the family is being hit, the family is being struck, and the family is being bastardized. It's pretty strong words. What is being proposed is not marriage, it's an association. But it's not marriage. New relationship forms are totally destructive and limiting the greatness of the love of marriage. I thought heterosexual marriage wasn't doing that good these days. You know, like more than 50% of them failed. I don't get it, sorry. All of a sudden, the Catholic Church is the gatekeeper of values? Really? Discrimination against women? Rampant and unchecked pedophilia by priests? Countless historical accounts of mistreatment of and complicity against a variety of peoples? Who really cares what the Pope says? I don't. Should you? Okay, anyway. Past Republican Speaker of the House, Denny Hastert. Been hearing anything about him lately? Mm-hmm. Yep, I bet you have. He's in really hot water after it surfaced that he lied to the FBI and bank authorities about inquiries concerning repeated large withdrawals of cash. Now, those withdrawals were like $50,000, but then he reduced them down to ten. dollars He supposedly was being blackmailed by someone, an individual A is all we know at this point right now, with an agreement to pay three and a half million dollars, big money, in hush money to avoid a damaging public scandal. Why was he paying the money? Allegedly, Hastert, during his tenure as a high school teacher and wrestling coach, sexually abused a male student team manager, I assume on the wrestling team, who has since been identified as Steve Reinhold. Ironically, Hastert was partly responsible for the passage of the Patriot Act the Patriot Act language that initiated the $10,000 withdrawal trigger. Now, if that isn't karma biting you in the butt, I don't know what is. So why bring Hastert into the story on same-sex marriage in Ireland? The two don't seem really connected, do they? Oh, but yes, they are. Hastert's voting record, it was extremely, extremely anti-gay and anti-same-sex marriage just seems a little hypocritical to me, doesn't it? Hastert likes putting his finger into the cookie jar, but he doesn't want to share the cookies with anyone else. I guess if you keep same-sex taboo, dirty, off-limits, and illegal, it makes it more fun and exciting. Hastert must have really enjoyed it, apparently for years. At this point, we don't know how many other boys, if any, that he's sexually abused. Okay, now let's move on to Rick Santorum. Another Republican presidential contender is so anti-gay, along with his bankroller, Foster Fries, that 
that the gay community has even created new vocabulary words to define him. Yes, again. I'll leave you to Google, the old one, it's really bad, and the new one, not as bad, but bad. They aren't very flattering at all. And we shouldn't leave this topic without talking about the Iona Institute for Religion and Society in Ireland, which has heavily bankrolled by the, by the USA Christian right organization's monies, tried to persuade the Irish to vote no on the same-sex referendum. But they lost, and here's what they published on their website. Now let me remind you that just having the name Institute in your organization doesn't have any correlation with intelligence. Anybody can do that. Okay, we would like to congratulate the yes side on winning such a handsome victory in the marriage referendum. They fought a very professional campaign that in truth began long before the official campaign started. For our part, the Iona Institute is proud to have helped represent the many hundreds of thousands of Irish people who would otherwise have had no voice in this referendum because of all because all the political parties backed a yes vote. I wonder why. The Iona Institute would like to thank the thousands of volunteers up and down the country who worked day and night to try and secure a no vote. In somewhat related news, a recent Pew Center research report indicates that Americans that affiliate with Christianity are on the decline, while those unaffiliated or those with no religious identifications are on the increase. Further data collected by Pew also indicates that the percentage of congressional members with certain religious categories outnumber the percentage of the citizens that they represent in those same categories. What is wrong with that? While few congressional members openly identify as atheists, even though 20 or more percent of the general population does identify as unaffiliated, per the Pew Center numbers. So what does all of this say? It says that maybe the composition of our governing body no longer reflects or is representative of the populace. Not only do we see this with their religious makeup, but also gender, ethnicity, sexual orientation, and so on. And big money, really big money, is corrupting politics and human rights every place we look. And religion is aggressively taking every step it can to influence politics and civilian issues and lives. How long can we, as a nation, keep turning our heads away from separation of church and state issues, unequal human rights, and corrupt politics and business? Where do we draw the line and when? Maybe it's time that we in the USA do as they did in Ireland and put more decisions of national importance on federal referendums and let the populace decide what's fair, just, and ethical. Because our political systems just aren't keeping up with the times and they don't match the populace. Frankly speaking, 
We all need to get out of the comfort of our armchairs because complacency is the fuel that keeps the status quo strong. So, good night and hope to see you next time. Thank you.